<laughs> Some say heaven. I like to call it Iowa. Iowa? What about what? Rogue Leader? Iowa? Yeah, I'm in a little detour. Hutch, we're supposed to be going to Texas. Welcome to Riverside, gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to start the show now. This is it. This is Rock Hard Caucus episode 56, starting now. My name is Justin, and I have assembled three of my friends. You know all of them. You know Natalie. Hey. <laughs> I do know Natalie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know Evan. Hey. And you know Alan. Oh, hello. It's been a while since you've known Alan, but Alan is here and he is known. It's my first time on the podcast. <laughs> He's never heard of podcasts before. We typically bring Alan on to be an expert on certain subjects, and I think that's what we're doing tonight as well. I'm the problematic white guy that's not Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> or me. Or Justin. <laughs> you guys don't count. Uh, I am not problematic. <laughs> There's nothing problematic about me either. So. I have no problems, and I don't cause any problems. <laughs> That's why you got banned for Twitter. It's from being too having too few problems. <laughs> I didn't get banned. I got, got a, a one day suspension. <laughs> Suspended from Twitter. Whatever. Oh no, that was only twelve hours. I think that's not problem causing. I've never been banned. I got a twelve hour suspension. <laughs> All I did was post the same video <laughs> that the president posted. That can't be problematic <laughs> if he's the president. <laughs> They're censoring you. They're censoring your First Amendment rights. This cancer, can't, that can't is correct. <laughs> yeah, that is. If you're in association with the president, then you cannot be problematic. <laughs> which is why they didn't ban Trump for you know, four plus years. If the president does it, it is super weird though that he's just gone now. Though he's he's just gone. Uh, the man uh, he got banned, and now he's gone. I think he did release some kind of press statement a couple days ago, but nobody read it. Yeah, there's all these things that are like, oh, he came out and said so and so, but it's just it's not the same now that he's banned. He's a banned poster, right? There's not that direct line anymore. It's just not fun anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to live for anymore. <laughs> I miss him so much. Yeah, <laughs> you deprive conservatives of like being able to easily trigger the libs, and like, what do they resort to? Like, getting mad about Dr. Seuss, or you know, <laughs> give him his Twitter Hunter, back at least. Oh Hunter yeah, Hunter Biden. Biden. <laughs> And his Hunter uh, laptop. Biden. I saw that Hunter Biden went on Mark oh, the Maron's gun podcast. Thing. Yeah. Oh, and he had some kind of gun thing. Oh, I don't know about the gun thing. He got rid of a gun or in a trash can. And apparently yeah. I'm not familiar with people the gun thing either. About him. I, don't, I don't really know I the whole story. Just, when I Googled gun, it was one of the first things that came up. So I was just reading I'm about it. I'm Googling Hunter Biden gun. Do not, uh, you if, know. You ju- if you just Google gun, Alan. <laughs> Well, Alan probably has some specialized Google results for the word gun. Yeah, I got all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Mostly specific accessories. So back to what I was saying, though. Uh, we usually bring Alan on as an expert in a certain subject, and tonight he is the gun expert because okay, there's so, been gun relevance recently. Yeah, so recently Iowa changed their laws. Now we are a, quote, 
constitutional carry, unquote, state, uh, which pretty much means that you can buy a gun real easily from a private party. It doesn't really change much if you buy from like an FFL, which is like a gun store. But as far as buying a gun person to person, it makes things, quote, easier, unquote. <laughs> the laws are kind of the same, though. Because it was always really hard to get a gun before. <laughs> right, I think that's the point. Uh, I personally, I don't really like the open carry stuff. It kind of makes me uncomfortable when people have guns out in the open, uh, you know, in public Fucking places. It freaks me out. It's terrifying. Yeah, I think it's just kind of bad form uh, as, <laughs> as a fellow gun psycho uh, myself. Uh, <laughs> that I just, I don't really like freaking people out. I like it for fun. Well, I've, I was under the impression that anyone who's carrying a gun is doing so to openly intimidate anyone in their vicinity. I thought that was the purpose. Right. Yeah, I don't I I don't necessarily disagree. <laughs> I mean, you can do that and not do that if it's concealed, which is kind of the point with some of those laws. The other thing is that you you can carry like anybody can carry as long as you're 18 and not a prohibited possessor. So, it's it's just it's awkward. I don't I'm for it, but I'm against it. It's it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, that was the part that I saw people talking about was that uh, you no longer need a concealed carry permit, correct? That's correct. So yeah. now it's just you, you as long again as long as you're legal, you can carry your weapon. You don't need to go through the permitting process, which was very easy before. You just needed to like take some bullshit class, basically. I mean, some of the classes were good, but a lot of the cheap classes are just kind of wank. They're just for the purposes of, like, meeting the minimum requirements. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and so, you know, uh, there was a lot of bad shit going on, and they made it so it was, quote, shall issue. So when you put your permit into the, the local sheriff's deputy, they... <laughs> they, they yeah, before they would have to they would have to approve you or disprove you and they could make up some bullshit excuse. So there are certain places, certain jurisdictions that they would not let you uh, get a permit just based on who was the sheriff. But then in where whenever they made they changed the law relatively recently in my lifetime, they changed it so that way it was shall issue. So as long as you have the paperwork done, basically, uh, they're gonna give you your permit. And so it's always been relatively easy for me. But I'm, you know, I'm a, not I'm a problematic white man, uh, and so <laughs> uh, it's been pretty easy for me to do with that stuff. I think Reynolds signed this bill on Friday. Okay, so you're saying, do you not need a permit, like, at all? Because I thought it no. was just about concealed carry. No. Correct. You do not need a permit at all anymore. So before, Wait. in the old times, you had to have, you, you either needed, and this is for pistols, uh, you had to have a permit to acquire, or you could use your concealed carry as your permit to acquire. But your okay, yeah, concealed yeah. carry gets you more stuff. Right. Wait, so you don't need to do anything to buy a gun now at all? You, you do, but if you're doing it from in a, in a private sale, so if I wanted to sell you a gun that I owned, 
I just have to do my due diligence. There's some specific verbiage that they use, but I have to do my due diligence to make sure I'm not selling it to you, a prohibited possessor, someone who cannot lawfully own a weapon. That's but my that responsibility. No background checks if you're going to, like it used to be, I think that if you went to like a gun show to buy a gun that you would have to pass a background check or you would rather you'd have to, in order to have the permit, you'd have to pass a background check. Correct. So that's how it worked is that if you got your permit, then it was like, okay, you are clear because the state has cleared you to buy this. They've done a background check on you. And so that means that you're clear, basically. So, you know, if you're selling a gun in in the old times, it would be like, oh, you have your concealed carry permit. It's valid. Then I am comfortable selling this to you because you are not a prohibited possessor. What are examples of prohibited possessors in Iowa? Felons. Any felons? Uh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure any sort of felony gets you on the list, and well, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole list. Basically, if you look at the ATF form 4473, um, those are all the questions that uh, you get asked. Even if it's a felony unrelated to drug or not drug, geez, unrelated to gun crimes at all, you can't. Like, do you have no constitutional rights if you're a felon? <laughs> More or less. Yeah. <laughs> so there are certain questions that you get asked. One is, are you the actual transferee or buyer of the firearm? Because it's illegal to buy a gun for somebody else. So you, if you're buying it, it's for you. So you're saying yes to that question. Does that mean buying a gun as a gift is illegal? Uh, you can <laughs> buy as a gift. I'm just not quite sure how that works. I think okay. you say you're the actual transferee or buyer and then you gift it but i'm not really sure how that you just lie on the form please stop (laughs) pretending yeah that's that's kind of how it works (laughs) imagine thinking someone goes through that process for a gift yeah well i mean they lie and then they hand it over in a package (laughs) i know that that's a problem for gun stores and they have to be trained on how to deal with that stuff because they have to also be trained on how to listen for people who are doing illegal stuff and then turn them in you know it's kind of their responsibility to be the one not doing bad stuff and they get in trouble if they do so they're usually kind of anal about it uh next question is uh are you under indictment or information in any court for a felony or any other crime for which the judge could imprison you for more than one year so that's even before you're convicted Mm -hmm. have you ever been convicted in any court for a felony or any other crime for which a judge could have imprisoned you for more than one year, even if you received a shorter sentence, including probation. Are you a fugitive from justice? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Imagine yes. someone marking yes. <laughs> okay, here's, here's a good one. Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, <laughs> narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? Define addicted. <laughs> Warning. The use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized oh, or decriminalized shit. for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. That's how those uh, Joe Biden staffers got caught. Yeah. Yeah, being, they got being honest on a form like this. Yes. They, they oh, talked. my God. <laughs> have you ever been educated as mentally defective or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Oh, wow. That's actually that's, pretty discriminatory. That's <laughs> mental defective. <laughs> Have you been discharged from the armed services under dishonorable conditions? 
Are you subject to a court restraining order restraining you from harassing, stalking, threatening your child or an intimate partner or child of such partner? That's a good one. Yeah, we like that one. That's, That's a, a good, good one. Yeah. But you can just say no, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been convicted in any court of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence? So even misdemeanor. So that's See, I really believe in that. Yeah, yeah I, I think mean, that's good. But the problem is that you it, you just say no. Right. Yeah, the thing is it's like it's like I'm probably the most pro gun control person on our podcast, but it's also like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like it's already the gun laws in this country are already so patchwork and there's already so many guns on the streets that it's like I don't know how you effectively stop that from being a problem. And like my ideas are more like, you know, gun buybacks or whatever, but like those never mm-hmm. they never fund them and like they never like either pay people enough to incentivize them to do it or they do and then it just like they run out of money right away. Right. Yeah, I mean I've I don't know a lot of details about this, but that seems to have worked in Australia from what people say yeah, online. Totally. But I don't, I don't know if it would work here because yeah, it was there's really, a lot of gun people that love their guns. Cultural, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very restrictive there, right? They were very anal about buying stuff back and banning stuff, and you know, there's still gonna be a lot more people, I think, at least in the United States, who would not do that. And I think you would get yeah. a lot of pushback from the people that have them and are lawful users of them to you know be forced to give them back or whatever and i i just don't think it's really realistic and i i I agree with evan on the the toothpaste in the tube thing and i just i don't see a good way for realistically the two sides that we have currently any sort of law that gets made isn't gonna make anything better no they'll negotiate it out to yeah make it completely ineffective yeah the best they can do is like the no fly list yeah it'll just be to do racism (laughs) (laughs) yeah well like with iowa it's like now we have this open carry insanity i like the the other part of it because you know if you're buying from an ffl the whole thing is you have to get a background check anyway so it's really you're getting a background check before you get your background check but at the same time that also means the private sale stuff so i think some of that would maybe be a universal background check thing but i don't really know how that would work in in practice and it's so hard guys it's so hard but this law is unequivocally fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think even... I don't. I don't think I'm a huge fan. Yeah, it's just sort of loosening restrictions that already weren't really doing anything. Yeah, well, and the, the, the whole thing with a bunch of these laws is actually they're kind of made for after-the-fact justification, right? Therefore, right, yeah, yeah. hey, we caught you doing something wrong, and guess what? Now you're going away for a lot longer. That's what really pisses mm-hmm. me off about it. Like, I definitely understand how there is like a fucking racial aspect to it right. in that sense where it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense like there's a lot of people who have committed felonies I mean yeah. I've committed felonies I just haven't gotten caught for it <laughs> I've committed but, felonies well, too we've all, we've all committed out. felonies no don't cut it out it's true I don't care <laughs> I didn't tell you which felonies yeah. nothing bad nothing that should prevent you from cut that out. cut that out <laughs> 
I mean, the idea being that it's like a, a violent felony or aggravated felony just because the person owns a gun or yeah. has a gun. They use that as like an excuse to a just way trump to up. Tack on. Yeah, to like, and yeah. it's always used against black people. So like, I feel really conflicted about it. And also, I don't really have any expertise at all. But yeah. it's pretty disgusting to me that the only people this applies to are yeah. if you catch a black person with some weed and want to make it a like violent felony instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a problem with guns or gun ownership. In fact, I've shot Alan's guns and it was very fun. I've shot Alan. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Um, I wanted to shoot Alan many times. Um, yeah, that's that's for sure. But yeah, I, I mean, I just, I don't feel that like having a shit ton of guns available and like around at all times is like makes anyone safer. Well, gun culture in the United States is really weird. It's so weird. And it's it's only gotten weirder. And I think the the bans on it have arguably made them more popular and that style of gun more popular. Right. So definitely true. Yeah, I don't know how you tackle it at all, but uh, mandatory guns, guns for mandatory guns. Well, that's kind (laughs) of the logic. (laughs) Everyone's allowed to. Guns for others, little you, how about American this? flags for <laughs> if you get if you get the vaccine, then you're legally allowed to buy whatever gun you want. Well, and that's kind of the logic of the right wing to a certain extent, is that like more guns equals more safe, but at the same time they want to twist themselves into a knot to be like, uh, we actually think those people shouldn't have guns, but <laughs> we should have guns. And so it's very awkward. I mean, we can talk about how the yeah. Iowa Democrats were like, uh, the blue lives hate this law. The blue lives really do not want to change this Iowa law, uh, which yeah. I thought was very interesting because yeah. they, they're they kind of in conflict with the Republicans of Iowa who were like, yeah, guns for everybody. That is an aspect that also like bothers me in the fact that, like, yeah, cops do use the justification of, oh, this person might have a gun. Like, they, they treat every situation as, like, the worst possible situation that it could possibly be. Yeah. And so this sort of thing where, like, anyone can buy a gun and concealed carry it or whatever is like a recipe for cops to crack down even harder on people that they suspect of having a weapon or whatever. Yeah, because they not they that they can really just needed everyone. any other fucking excuse for it. But scared cops are not good good cops, and no, a lot of them and are I, very scared. I think <laughs> I, I think it's possible to you know have both to have uh, normal quote normal police that aren't complete <laughs> psychopaths. <Yeah. laughs> uh, I think it's possible to do that though. You know, I, I don't I personally don't think that we're gonna like get rid of all cops uh, you know like tomorrow I don't I don't think that's reasonable or realistic but I think we can you know have more reasonable cops and also have like guns as a thing that we can do in the United States because you know you don't get to do that everywhere and not have it be like shooting each other uh, and I don't really want to do that so I like what we got here those questions that you were asking those are from the ATF website i think you said that's the atf uh 4473 right and that's <laughs> that's required anytime that you purchase a gun from a federal firearms uh licensee okay so that's yeah that's what i thought at time of purchase is when you answer that and then do they follow up on your answers at all or are you just only trusted? if you break the law 
So it's it's for later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so all that pre- stuff is for them to file and then go. Oh, you fucked up. You lied well, on this what? form. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And now there's I more mean, charges. Like, see also the entire American legal system. It's yeah. all post justification. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about. That doesn't prevent you from doing a violent crime. It just is to be more punitive later because you also lied on a right. government form. Yeah. It's right. the same thing of like criminal deterrence. You make the penalties worse and that's but gonna people are gonna really think check. about it before they do crimes and then happen to get caught with a gun later or whatever like, right there is a background it doesn't check work when you do purchase from an ffl though i'm not really sure how that system works entirely but when you buy from an ffl you have to get your background checked but it's like a pretty easy process and you know if you aren't a felon basically it's really easy to just be like i would like to purchase this and then they go okay give me your money yeah <laughs> And so, so now it's like as long as you're 18 and no felonies, that's you it. can buy whatever you want. Those are the other requirements. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can buy whatever you want. Before it was like uh, you could buy a rifle at 18, but you had to be 21 for a pistol. But now that's gone. What is the theory there? Uh, I think the whole thing was like you could go hunting with a rifle, uh, okay. so you know you'd have a long gun because you can't conceal a long gun really, really? unless you got 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 big got pants. It. So it was against young people. Pistols are yeah, like yeah, you can easily conceal it. They're the violent ones. Yeah, and it's clearly can... to shoot. People human beings right you can yeah De- it's defensive quote-unquote defensive for shooting people mm-hmm. got it and they're they're labeling this constitutional carry so that means that now finally the state of iowa is in line with the united states constitution yeah which says we you can have whatever line. weapons you want of course <laughs> whatever weapons i mean and that's for whatever the ultimate constitution yeah that's the ultimate constitutional carry the like, Second Amendment rules us all. <laughs> buying a tactical nuke silo. <laughs> tactical nuke silo. Yeah, I have a cannon Alan would on definitely my have a fucking tactical nuke silo. Imagine what Alan I mean, that would rock. It just kind of depends on where the where the water level just, is, though. Right, but you, you would never fire. You would just like to have it, and you would like to like do all the fun little like maintenance checks and like. <laughs> Yeah, that Check that off. would be fun. Uh, you know, Check there'd be a lot of forms. Uh, there'd be some checklists. Yeah. Uh, oh man, is there is there like a nuclear plant simulator game? Uh, that would be uh, fun. I have actually. There's a way to. There's like a simulator. It's like a very shitty flash game, but like I'm very interested in like nuclear technology and like yeah, there are some like reactors that you can run and like mess around and try to like. There's one that's like based on the Chernobyl RBMK <laughs> reactors. Wow, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, you can spool them up and overheat them. Uh, there's one where you can everyone. try to like <laughs> prevent Chernobyl from happening or whatever if you like do the right inputs or whatever. Evan, I've got a nerd check for you. Hold on. Uh, uh, nerd check. Do you have a Geiger counter? I do not have a Geiger counter. Well, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you have a Geiger counter for your house? Well, no, just I got one in general because they're not very expensive. <laughs> Actually, he keeps it on his person uh, at all because times. Because I need one, you know? I need, I need one. Yeah. <laughs> I like just imagine right on you levels. having a, <laughs> a clipboard hooking to the wall and like taking it down and putting down the temperature and like just like being so happy to have your nuclear. Yeah, uh, you know, we're. You would be such a pool guy if you had a pool. 
15 <laughs> counts per minute. No, not a big deal. Pretty average background radiation, both here and the basement. <laughs> In the basement. Well, I needed another source, you know. I'm thinking of this uh, Chernobyl simulator as kind of like JFK Reloaded, where the, <laughs> the goal is to reenact the events like as closely as possible to the official narrative. <laughs> when are they going to remake JFK Reloaded? <laughs> that is, yeah, it's, that, I play that, you know. I, it's pretty hard to actually recreate it properly. Yeah. But it's very easy, actually, to make the Chernobyl reactors melt down because <laughs> they have what's called a positive void coefficient, blah, 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 graphite tips. These water is moderate. Natalie, do you know uh, what JFK Reloaded is? I don't have the faintest idea. Sometimes I just pretend. Well, I it's, know what you're talking it's about. basically a game where you do the JFK assassination. <laughs> Why? Wait, yeah. and the idea is you just do it like as the magic bullet or whatever? You get points. You get like a score based on how accurately you rep- replicate it. Like the Warren Commission, yeah. But I mean, really, the most fun part of that game was like shooting the drivers of like the limousines and they just like freak out and just start like, everyone just like freaks out and they like hit the gas like super hard and just like, they had a really weird AI. Well, the the intent is to like debunk conspiracy theories. Like, see, it is really possible. But that's not, yeah, that's not the conspiracy theory that people really care about. I think it's the opposite. I think it's to go, look how fucking hard it is to do this. Do you really believe that shit? (laughs) Well, I don't, do people even, like, it's like the two gunmen theory is pretty much dead, but like the Oswald was like a fucking government asset theory is pretty I I don't know what I believe necessarily, but all I'm saying is doing a shot like that on a moving target (laughs) with a bolt gun is very difficult. And the yeah. fact that he managed it—it's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, like almost like he had some special training or something. <laughs> right. He was MK. It's kind Ultra. of like Natalie's thing on uh, the toxic feminine mystique. Where you talk about being a 9/11. soft nine eleven truther. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't actually believe that you know that like it was missiles that hit the building or whatever. Right. <laughs> but but I'm like, this isn't quite right. I agree. Like, I feel I'm a soft JFK truther too. Something's yeah. funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What was George H.W. doing? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good question, too. Okay, I agree with that, okay? <laughs> what the fuck was <laughs> No, there's plenty Dallas, of, like, guys? links. Yeah. <laughs> there's too much weird shit for it to be so simple. Uh, I don't know if we're really going to be able to solve either the JFK situation or the gun control situation, uh, so maybe we should move on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Dad. This will be an ongoing discussion. We will eventually find the perfect solution for guns. If we haven't already. I mean, it's to be determined because I think this new law takes effect in July or something. So we'll see then if we have found the perfect gun utopia (laughs) in July. (laughs) The guy down the street that's an open carry evangelist that walks around the corner with his AR-15 out is going to (laughs) be really happy about it. That's the, uh, the guy that was hanging out at come and go right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know the funny thing is that even people who concealed carry if you ask them if they're concealed carrying they're gonna say yes and then they're gonna proceed to tell you all about the gun that they're carrying (laughs) yeah you want to see it (laughs) yeah they're not usually particularly trying to hide it (laughs) i mean i'm sure some of them are but (laughs) well another recent event in iowa news Rita Hart finally gave up and conceded and said Marionette Miller-Meeks won the election and she is officially 
the representative of Iowa's second district. Uh, this is something we haven't talked about in a while because uh, while it was boring and I kind of just wanted to see where it would end up and it pretty much ended up where we expected it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If you thought that there was any chance that after the recount and after the state certified the results, if you thought that there was any chance that this was going to flip, then like you're fucking insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if her case is strong, which I, I don't know, it's hard to say because it's I don't know the, what I've seen. It's very like vague or not vague. I mean, there was specific people who they had pointed to and said that their votes weren't yeah. were thrown out improperly or whatever. Stop to steal. But it's more about the political <laughs> appetites of the Democrats. Like they're not going to fucking go against the state of Iowa after they've already certified the election. That's like they love rules. It's their favorite thing. Obviously, the Republicans have been using this as like ammunition, being like, "Oh, well, looks like we're not the only ones who question election results." Yeah, (laughs) they love it. They love it. Just like obvious, like duh. (laughs) And uh, and if the situations were reversed, if a Republican lost by six votes and the state certified the elections, I have zero faith that the people who are like really beating the drum for Rita Hart would not have the exact opposite reaction yeah obviously well, yeah it's just like i don't know i was kind of disappointed at how many people were like entertaining the idea of it I mean, well yeah i was be... only i was only in favor of it uh very recently because i thought it was funny it would be how, funny how long she was sticking <laughs> it out really, really <laughs> yeah funny. It was kind of surprising as a Democrat, to be honest. I'm surprised she had the guts. That's true, yeah. I mean, they didn't back her up at all, but, you know. (laughs) Well, that was the thing, is they appealed it directly to the House of Representatives, which is, like... Bad idea. I think they had Uh, other avenues, didn't they? Well, yeah, let me recap it a little bit for you. So, uh, day after the election... Uh, Miller Meeks was ahead by 282 votes. Uh, There were some mistakes in the counting in certain counties. After those were corrected, she was ahead by 47. So it became much closer. And then after a recount in every county in the district, Marionette Miller Meeks was only six votes ahead. But at that point, the state canvassing board uh, certified her as the winner ahead by six votes. Uh, The state canvassing board is Kim Reynolds, uh, the Secretary of State Paul Pate, Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag, Auditor Rob Sand, and (laughs) Treasurer Michael Fitzgerald. The last two of those are elected Democrats. So this was a bipartisan Bipartisan. board. Everyone loves that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Partisanship is a major a major theme of this topic as Evan kind of already was getting into in that if this was reversed, the <laughs> people of each party would be reacting the complete opposite way. Uh, so then after they had certified the election, she of course went to the house of representatives. I forget the name of whatever like committee she went to. It might be in this article I'm about to read, but she appealed to the house of representatives, which is of course controlled by the Democrats currently rather than taking any further actions within the state of Iowa. Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, they could have filed like another lawsuit or whatever. They could have. And they have some excuses for that. And I I think they get to it. Let me read a little bit out of this. Uh, This is my close personal friend, uh, Brianne Pfaffensteel of the Des Moines Register. (laughs) (laughs) This is her piece on the subject. She wrote this originally on March 31st and then updated it on April 1st. I think April 1st was the day that uh, Rita Hart conceded. So it was a fool. It was an it was April trick. Fool's Day joke. <laughs> a ruse. Right. A ruse. Oh, no, no. She did actually withdraw on the 31st. My fault. Oh. But she did update this article the, the following day. Okay. Iowa Democrat Rita Hart claiming, quote, toxic campaign of political disinformation withdraws election challenge in Iowa's second district. 
Iowa Democrat Rita Hart is withdrawing her challenge to U.S. Representative Marionette Miller Meek's election in Iowa's 2nd Congressional District following what she claimed was a toxic disinformation campaign, she announced on Wednesday. So yes, confirmed. March 31st is when she withdrew. The move puts an end to a bitter, partisan fight that has rippled across the country <laughs> and that threatened to drag on through the summer. Do you think anyone, Does anyone was talking about this? About this? <laughs> yeah, I find that hard to believe as well. <laughs> I, I live here, about it, and I didn't and give I, a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think she should have waited a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. She should have waited a day and then been like, psych. <laughs> <laughs> I voted in this election, and I did not care. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> Other than thinking it would be funny. <laughs> I think it's funny because, like, you could have potentially made up those six votes. Six votes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's the difference between them? I don't, I can barely even tell. There is none. So that's why it's the funniest thing. <laughs> I've mentioned before that we have more than six listeners in the second congressional district. So we could have swung that election. <laughs> we really could have. <laughs> that's oh, the man. funniest thing <laughs> if only we had held our fire against <laughs> democrats done the good thing the sudden reversal also takes pressure off moderate and vulnerable democrats who have appeared to grow increasingly uncomfortable with the possibility yeah. of voting to overturn a state certified <laughs> election exactly like <laughs> what are you serious you think the most cowardly fucking political party <laughs> they're they were not gonna do it yeah. they were gonna get squeamish about it that would mm -hmm. be uncouth that would be something that republicans would do it's <laughs> like continue fighting <laughs> a lost battle yeah perhaps you know attempting a coup <laughs> yeah that would be scary <laughs> people would be mad well you see the democrats don't have a problem with coups when they happen in like bolivia because like they're <laughs> like supporting them it can't happen here. i love biden's foreign policy it's it's so fucking good <laughs> it's worse it's Such a exactly. It's probably worse than Trump, to be clear. It's worse. <laughs> like, I mean, in in many it's ways, it's worse. I don't want to hear about how it's like Joe Biden being president is somehow better that because that just means that you don't give a fuck about people who don't live here. It's the same shit, but now it has a more uh, veneer of credibility that like fucking right. people who like read the New York Times and don't think it's propaganda can like latch onto. Well, our but, like, NATO allies are on board. I saw. Uh, I think it was Liz Lenz tweeted some shit about like basically telling people to shut up about cancel culture <laughs> which is like yeah of course but then someone replied and was like actually i think cancel culture is bad but i do think that we should be canceling china <laughs> or like some <laughs> shit like that <laughs> like shut the fuck up <laughs> i do not want to hear democrats talking about fucking russia or china ever again shut up yes <laughs> yes donald trump was nice to the Chinese. But Trump rolled over for the Chinese. He took their word for it. I don't remember the exactly Chinese what the quote was. The Chinese so much happier than us. <laughs> that was a Biden ad like a year ago was like, oh, Donald Trump was soft yeah. on the Chinese. Yeah, yeah that's, their, that's their big thing now. Is like, All these people yeah. got rich sending stuff overseas to get built and like exporting our industrial base to them. So, you know, it makes sense that they're upset about it now. <laughs> I've got a little bit of a statement from each of the candidates. This is Rita Hart. Despite our best efforts to have every vote counted, the reality is that the toxic campaign of political disinformation to attack this constitutional review of the closest congressional contest in 100 years has effectively <laughs> silenced the voices of Iowans. I, there is a fact check in here somewhere, but it was not the closest contest in 100 years. It was the closest in like 50 years. 
which is still pretty significant, but not being factual in your statement here. It is a stain on our democracy that the truth has not prevailed, and my hope for the future is a return to decency and civility. Oh my god, my bingo card of words I hate. (laughs) Got stain of democracy, I got stain of democracy, decency, civility, all my faves. You're telling me a Democrat who lost an election wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) And then this is a bit of Miller Meeks, her statement. I know how extremely difficult it is to lose an election. Yeah, she does. So fucking many of them. (laughs) Against Dave Loebsack, of all people. That's what it took for her to win, finally. Was to get rid of Dave Loebsack, the fucking electoral electoral champion. He was untouchable. (laughs) I don't know how IO Democrats are so bad. Like, I just, it is amazing every time they do something, and it's like, how did you do that? (laughs) How could this be any worse? You just made it worse. Uh, But for the people to have faith and confidence in the election system and Iowa laws, it was gracious of her to concede at this time. I look forward to continuing to work to represent the people of Iowa's 2nd District. Yeah. It totally, within six votes, is totally within the margin of error. Like, mm-hmm. it could have gone the other way easily. And, like, I, I have no doubt, like, if Marionette Miller-Meeks lost by six votes, that she would probably be able to find six Marionette Miller-Meeks voters who had their votes thrown out, who yeah. really actually wanted to vote for Marionette Miller-Meeks or whatever. Yeah, I imagine there are probably a lot of these in every election, but most yeah. of them are just not this close. Right. And then, like, I don't know what the process for the recount was, and I know it's like under a short time frame or, you know, like it's hard to like interview individual voters and like get them, you know, like I, I don't understand. I, I can see why that would be very difficult to like make a case that quickly or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't know what they expected. <laughs> like, Is she a you know. Hillary type that's going to be insufferable and like a big baby for the rest of her life about losing? Or will <laughs> she run again? I don't uh. think she'll get that much publicity. Yeah. Well, and yeah, Hillary's got way more sensational claims, you know, about like the the Russians and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, at least Rita's like she actually like has real people who voted to point to, and it's not just like oh shadowy figures from across the oceans were <laughs> <Yeah>. conspiring <laughs> against me. And, I, and I'll give her credit; she she did try to fight back a little bit. It's just nobody backed her up in any way, shape, or form in the you know higher ups of the Democratic Party. Yeah, let me yeah let me get a little bit into this. So there's a section of this article: concession comes as public pressure mounts, and they talk here about how the National Republican Congressional Committee was running radio ads in the third district against Cindy Axney because well, I mean, I don't think Axney was ever supportive of uh, Rita Hart's decision to go to the House of Representatives over this. But it's like, you know, look what the Democrats are doing. And that's a vulnerable seat, you know, since they have three out of four in Iowa now. The Republicans are, you know, making hay out of Rita Hart's attempts to flip the election. That's, uh, yeah, good fundraising pitch. (laughs) Democrats are hypocritical. (laughs) I've got a quote here. So there was a rally in Cedar Rapids on April 1st, so the day after Rita Hart uh, conceded. And I got a little quote here from it. This is in the Gazette. Uh, Who wrote this? James Q. Lynch wrote this, recapping this. uh, I guess it's a Joni Ernst rally. I don't know. But anyway. Q, 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 Q. (laughs) Yes, James Q. Lynch. (laughs) 
inside, the atmosphere was upbeat, especially when 2nd District Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks of Ottumwa arrived. Her opponent, Democrat Rita Hart of Wheatland, this week withdrew her petition asking the House to overturn the narrow results. Hart claimed 22 legally cast ballots were not counted in the race. Miller makes his perseverance is proof, Kaufman said, that is Jeff Kaufman, the uh, mm. head of the Iowa Republicans. Not Andy Kaufman. <laughs> oh, maybe, though. <laughs> <laughs> but <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> yeah, Miller makes his perseverance is proof that Iowans can't be bought and won't be bullied. I don't know how it proves that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you're being bullied. (laughs) Uh, Miller Meeks became emotional as she thanked supporters and talked about the challenge she has faced over the past four months. (laughs) We were in a staring contest with Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) She blinked, Miller Meeks said. That sounds very uncomfortable. (laughs) God, yeah, staring into those vacant, weird eyes. (laughs) She blinked. <laughs> She's got like the power of like Botox injections that like probably oh make it harder to blink or you know like yeah she can probably hold her stare longer because her oh, face yeah. muscles are paralyzed. Uh, Iowa Republicans are fired up and energized. Kaufman said, "Not just an energy of defense against this federal nonsense." <laughs> It's the energy of a positive party, a party that is going to have a better 2022. Mm. yeah <laughs> can't argue <Probably>. with that <laughs> 2021 is fine let's focus on now live in the present baby <laughs> yeah i mean i don't yeah it's hard to say 2022 i mean i don't know all of the of course polling still shows that the republicans are highly unfavorable even compared to democrats but then like individual races does that even fucking matter like i don't know probably not it's probably yeah. going to be a repeat of every other midterm election. 2022 is going to be real weird as far as the election goes, I think. Yeah. Well, and then there's also like the aspect of like, yeah, I don't know, Trump might uh, have his picks for like, you know, ridiculous primary candidates that might actually, I don't know, it could backfire. It definitely could backfire if some of the uh, kookier Trump endorsed candidates make it through the general or make it to the general. Yeah. Uh, I do want to read the last little bit of the James Q. Lynch article before I go back to the register. It wasn't a completely one-sided affair. Led by Senator Dan Zumbach, the crowd prayed for Biden, asking that he be blessed with the passion of Senator Joni Ernst, the tenacity of Miller Meeks, <laughs> and, and the desire to serve of Henson. <laughs> I love that, dude. <laughs> I used to go to like a super evangelical like church like youth group just for like s- social stuff because I was well you told me it was for a girl right uh well a girl invited me yeah um but uh yeah, I just went it's there okay. as like for we, social we obligations <laughs> no yeah I have no shame about it but uh I remember specifically one time one of like the high school kids this is like middle school for me but I remember one of the, like the high school kids like led a prayer circle or whatever and he like specifically prayed that like liberals would like not <laughs> control the country. This was like George W. Bush era too. Yeah, that so was he's prime, like he was like he was literally like praying that liberals don't get what they want. <laughs> and I I was like, oh really? Interesting. Because even at, even in middle school, I was like, I mean, I was never I was never actually a Christian or a conservative at any point in my life, thankfully. But what church was that? Uh, New Covenant Bible yeah! Church. Yeah. The crazy yeah, nuts. They are nuts, dude. <laughs> I went to New Covenant Bible Church for like a year. That oh, shit really? is crazy. Till they're like in high school. It was funny really? as fuck, wow. dude. It was like a bit. <laughs> yeah. 
I went I, from like seventh <laughs> through ninth grade, probably. Got a little insight into some of that stuff. Uh, yeah. They're all oh, fucking nuts. God. Yeah. They're fucking nuts. I anyone who wants to talk to me about New Covenant Bible Church, oh my God. I had the time of my life there. <laughs> they had a guy come and give a speech about how evolution is bad, and what they did to like give him credibility was they played a cl- clip from the Travel Show Channel where he was on some show about like CB radios, and like there was like a show about like enthusiasts of CB radios and apparently like nice. that was his, they're like look this guy was this guy was on TV like he's for a science, 100%, science man on yeah, TV he knows how like radio waves work like truckers were he, he knows all about the angler fish and how it has a little light on its head that couldn't have been evolution homosexual truckers are enticing young men via the CB radio. Oh my god, I have so many stories about that place. One time there's uh, they had like a prayer box and uh, so people could put like anonymous pray for me requests and someone trolled them by saying like, I think I'm like, want to convert to Islam. And this is like, again after 2001. So like, they, after that happened, they dedicated an entire they dedicated an entire night to like talking shit about Islam. Because no, one person told them. So fucking funny. I, that's why I did that in high school because they will take everything completely seriously. Yeah. Oh, we like yeah. read lyrics to popular songs to like talk about why they're like immoral or whatever. Let me just read the lyrics devoid of any context. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to a three day uh fucking Chris I've told you guys this before though, but I like a Christian rock heavy metal concert at the Unidome. <laughs> nice. Sorry I for the tangent, that but that, yeah, I've got a, no, yeah, a lot of stories from that wants, place. <laughs> dude, anyone who wants to talk about New Covenant Bible Church, please do. Yeah, I'll make yeah. one with Evan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> we were uh, relatively lucky to be raised as Methodists. Yes, I'm a Methodist, <laughs> and so this was just because I thought it was funny, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, a little bit more from Senator Dan Zumbach's prayer. He also is praying to help the president to see the light of the American people because his light has been dimmed. Thanks to Twitter. Well, I don't know if that's like a Is a this a dementia uh, joke? Right. Biden's uh, cognitive faculties, Ooh. perhaps. His light has been dimmed. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not one to shy away from those kind of references, but I don't know if it's really tasteful to include that in a prayer. No, it's a prayer and just like... A prayer at a rally, which is obviously just a performance and not like a real, like a prayer to a deity. Yeah, it it grosses me out. And, you know, I too think his brain is oatmeal, but... (laughs) And think it's not off limits to talk about, but like at a, like, pageantry, like just, ugh. Yeah, I don't think it even fucking matters. Like... (laughs) He's definitely uh, declined, but like I don't know why that's like particularly relevant because like like Joe Biden said, he is the Democratic Party now. So yeah, uh, okay. Uh, the Des Moines Register article. I just want to include like one little bit more because that'll help us uh, transition into the other thing I want to talk about. This is a quote from Jeff Kaufman again, the Iowa Republican chairman. The withdrawal of Hart's contest should signal to every Iowan that the fight to take back the House and Senate in 2022 has begun. Democrats shamelessly went along with this effort to usurp Iowa elections and tried to drag it across the finish line for one thing. Power. (laughs) I mean... It's time we show them they no longer deserve it. 
No one deserves it. Well, None no of you one. deserve it. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Both parties are deeply, <laughs> deeply hypocritical. Wow. <laughs> Noted power deservers, the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm, I'm not going to read the whole quotes, but both Miller Meeks and Chuck Grassley in their statements on the subject mentioned uh, a partisan political process and mm. Washington partisans overruling the voice of Iowans. So that's just an interesting comparison there between like talking about partisanship and then Jeff Kaufman getting to like the real actual issue, which is who has power and who is getting more power. It, it doesn't matter that it's a partisan thing. It's who is taking power, who is effectively, like, gaining power. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans don't. Their only animating philosophy is, like, fuck liberals. Like, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Get them out of here any any means necessary. It's like, I mean, all of this is obviously just fucking pageantry or whatever. It's all, like, justification for all of the <laughs> awful shit they want to do. How dare yeah. the Democrats do the things that I regularly do? It's artifice. It's a performance to mask what's really going on. Which is nothing. There's no <laughs> shift. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, there's it's no just, shift. Uh, no, I'm saying like there's no power shift. It's all just agents of capital. And Yeah, it's, it's not so much a power shift as much as it is shifting. When you say capital, it's shifting like who gets more of the capital yeah. <laughs> this group of the capital rich or people. this group of yeah. the capital of the rich yeah. people yeah <laughs> no. these psychos or those psychos <laughs> but speaking of partisanship and power and capital both with an a and with an o <laughs> i have an opinion piece for us to talk about real quick to finish out the show this appeared in the Des Moines Register on March 27th. It's by Steve Corbin. Is that someone that anyone knows? Negative. No, sir. No. Yeah, I don't know him either. Uh, it says at the end of this, Steve Corbin is a professor emeritus of marketing at the University of Northern Iowa. <laughs> Ooh, a professor at UNI. We've heard from one of those before. <laughs> a professor marketing. of marketing. <laughs> yeah. What's I don't want to disparage any marketing professionals out there. Uh, we love them. Uh, however. Some very important people to Actually, us. Actually, we don't. Marketing. marketing is one of the most evil professions you can do. Sorry. Dennis Clayson is also a professor of marketing at UNI. Yeah, I forgot exactly. which, which department he was in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Corbin receives no remuneration, funding, or endorsement from any for-profit business, not-for-profit organization, political action committee, or political party. Must be nice. And that's good because his piece is titled, Partisanship in Iowa's Capital Must End. That's the problem that's going on in the state government is partisanship. The real problems. <laughs> Here's what he has to say. Are the currently elected 91 Republican and 59 Democrat Iowa legislators working for you? No. No is the common answer <laughs> from voters of all political persuasions. And You're Natalie. right. <laughs> <laughs> You got us. I'm hooked. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, you're going to love this next part. 69% of adults. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Nice. Feel political polarization and divisiveness are a very serious threat to our future. <laughs> okay, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Polarization is good when one end is the QAnon people. Partisanship and polarization are not the same thing. Like, it is good to have a counter-reaction to the fucking QAnon cycle. Yeah. Psychos. 
partisanship is just teams. People actually do have like very divergent opinions about things. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I've said this and many, many good. times on the show. People just want to pretend that there's some sensible middle that exists. I mean, there is a middle that exists, but it's not fucking sensible. <laughs> <laughs> They're like purposefully conflating ideology with political party and like yeah. no partisanship who who the fuck cares they're all the same but like polarization when one poll is these fucking nazi sicko psychos dressed up as animals at the capitol then the other end needs a, like you know there is no other end it would be better if there was yeah, another don't, poll don't dress up as an animal that's fucked up <laughs> no <laughs> furries some you're on notice <laughs> No, furries are good. Furries are good. Not all of them. Some of them are Nazis. <laughs> Nazi furries are on my shit list. Uh, that that 69% number is from a study by the Institute for Advanced Studies and Culture. <laughs> all right. Probably the broadest name for an organization I've ever heard. Uh, Mindy Romero, director of the Center for Inclusive Democracy, Notes, democracy is not strong if people, quote, don't believe the decisions of elected officials represent the interests of their constituents. Okay, true. If Iowa legislators were asked if they truly worked for Iowans, many would confess ideological maneuvering, voting the party line, and cuddling up to lobbyists supersedes supporting, quote, no harm legislation. I don't think they would confess that. I think that's giving up the game. Anyway, I'll let Steve speak for himself. Witness what has occurred in Des Moines since 2017 when the GOP garnered trifecta control. What an absolute mess. What a pickle we got ourselves into now. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa has become a divisive, gunslinging, open carry state who limits city, county, and school board decision-making capability. Permits, repu- uh, permits, sorry, Republican Governor Kim Reynolds to release open records requests only with her approval and fosters Big Brother legislative power over K-12 curriculum, diversity training curriculum, women's rights, public university tenure, and big tech social media messaging. That's a when long he's right, he's fucking right. sentence. <laughs> when he's right, he's right. Well, let's see how he... He's good at identifying the issues. Let's see how he analyzes and perhaps comes up with solutions. Iowa nice is a myth, since Iowa is now known for anti-low-income housing, cutting benefits to the unemployed, pro-homeschooling with no accountability or or oversight, repressive human freedoms, regressive state actions, and pro-voter suppression. I guess I'll repeat Alan there. He's (laughs) right. His solution to this is to get rid of partisanship? Well, let's see. The Iowa legislature has evolved into imposing solutions in search of a problem. If there was ever a time for bipartisanship to occur, now is the time. <laughs> yeah, but Why? see, the, all the things that you listed are they the Republicans don't really consider those to be like problems. Those are like the things that they're doing, like the they, and they like that they want the, that. That's, that's what their, their whole thing. Explicit goal, in <laughs> fact, is to like suppress votes because it's bad for them to hold on to power. They never even <laughs> pretend. That they, when have they said that they care? (laughs) They don't even fake that. This person is very confused. (laughs) When Democrats controlled the Iowa House, Senate, and Governor's Office during the 2007 to 2011 time period, there were six Democrats, known as the Iowa Six Pack. I'm glad I wasn't paying attention at this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
So the Iowa Six Pack, who operated in a bipartisan fashion. Yeah, because only one party actually wants to do that. (laughs) Right. Their six votes could kill or support any bill. They collaborated on both sides of the aisle and found solutions to some of Iowa's toughest challenges. (laughs) Iowa's capital has been void of a similar bipartisan group for over a decade. Yeah. It's like, I just, people just really have a hard time grasping that, like, both parties ultimately really want the same things. It's just that, like, I mean, capitalism and imperialism to continue indefinitely, like, obviously. But it's like, Democrats literally just exist to, like, rein in the Republicans when they get too out of hand. That's, yeah, like, the they, only time they that live in a different be- time. Like, a different reality yeah. to, like, what's actually going on. Yeah, like, people always say that, again, the QAnon people are living in an alternative reality, but liberals are, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, am I. the many people who just... Yeah, <laughs> and they, so they, am they, I. We all have our own, yeah. <laughs> They're, like, constantly, like... Man, if I was a Republican, I would be so embarrassed to be supporting Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> because like, they have shame. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you were a Republican, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not a Republican. You wouldn't be yourself. Yeah. I know you want to keep being friends with Republicans in your personal life because, like, they're cool. They got, you know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. They got money. Here. You got money. You get to hang out, have pool parties, you know, that your f- kids and their kids are friends. You know, you don't want to cut them out. It would be wise for Iowa legislators to seriously examine the bipartisanship attempts in Washington, D.C. and California as a model to emulate. (laughs) In 2010, the U.S. Congressional Problem Solvers Caucus was created to ensure the needs of Americans were put before partisanship. Currently is composed of 52 legislators, 26 Democrats, and 26 GOP. Uh, so 2010, what was going on then? Hmm. So that Obama's first the, term those was 2009 midterms. to 2010. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the, the, the midterms. Cra- so this the would have been the worst party. midterms ever. Yeah, this would have been <laughs> yeah. Tea Party era. Yeah. The Problem Solvers Caucus would have been created in the lead up to that midterm election, right? Which was a bloodbath of like yeah. Yeah. inconceivable proportions. Right. But that that term before that midterm was when the Democrats had a supermajority. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this was the And they time. were all about negotiating with themselves at that point. Right. Which this this was the it. time when they decided, let's make this caucus to make sure that our party doesn't so do cucks. too much. Doesn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to rein in ourselves. Exactly. That's what it's about. Yeah. Well, what do the Republicans think? We really need to see what they have to say. I know we just won the election, but what do the Republicans think? (laughs) We have to sabotage ourselves a little bit. Otherwise, you know, things will change too fast. Yeah. Well, like I said, they're not actually, they don't see it as sabotaging because like I said, they pretty much agree with the Republicans when it comes down to the actual process of governing this country. (laughs) Right. It's not sabotaging if do nothing centrism is what you consider to be sensible government. Kind of unrelated, but it's pretty cool how Cuomo was like, uh, yeah, I may have done a little, uh, sex fucky wucky, but, uh, (laughs) weed's legal. (laughs) Hey-oh! Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry about the sex fucky-wucky. <laughs> fucky-wucky. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. It's true, though. That's what happened. Yeah. Historically, the only Iowans of this caucus were former Representative Rod Blum 
and retired Representative Dave Loebsack. Oh my god, Rod Blum <laughs> needs to get so fucking triggered on Facebook. It was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing in the world is his wife was like pathologically online. <laughs> She would reply to every single thing. He would—he was so fun to bully. R.I.P. <laughs> Rod Blum. <laughs> but he was in the Problem Solvers Caucus, so he was in there solving problems. It's not fair wait, to bully him. Wait, one of them was, one of them was Rod Blum? No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, that just blows my mind. It yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It is weird, because he, yeah, he wasn't really like he a... He was incredibly partisan. Centrist guy, yeah. yeah he, he was like no. a Tea Party guy, wasn't he? Was he was a Tea like... Party, oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, none of Iowa's current congressional delegates are members of the Bipartisanship Caucus. This, in and of itself, speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> Since its creation, the Problem Solvers Caucus has proposed, supported, and passed bipartisan legislation on health care, infrastructure, gun control, and budget negotiations. Four topics where things are going just fucking great in this country. <laughs> no problems here, folks. Wrap it up. We've got perfect infrastructure with no problems. Gun control is no longer a concern. The budget, yep. budget is balanced. Lower them taxes, baby. <laughs> fucking cut them social programs. Both parties agree. Cut those taxes. Fuck, I'm Joe fuck Manchin, for social and programs. I don't know if we should do that. I think we should do a little bit less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love to remind people that Obama tried to cut social security benefits. Mm-hmm. That grand bargain. That, that grand bargain. I wonder, these people would love that. Like, if there was another, like, cut government spending and lower taxes bill, they'd be like, hell yes, bipartisanship works again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> While the rest of us fucking suffer. The group has apprised President Biden of 11 areas where there is an opportunity for bipartisan cooperation and solutions. I wish he would have listed the 11 areas so that we can then track their progress over the next 10 years and see how things get defunded and just completely (laughs) turn to shit because of the Problem Solvers Caucus. I wonder if this guy uh, thinks the filibuster should be uh, abolished. I'll do a quick control F here. like... uh, (laughs) Pretty partisan issue. No mentions of the filibuster in this piece. That would be not very bipartisan of you to use the filibuster. So I would venture to guess that he's against reforming the filibuster. Yeah. Well, it's part of tradition, and that shouldn't change. Right. No. And if, you know, we need to compromise if everyone can't agree. California was the first state to establish the Congressional Problem Solvers Caucus, comprised of 25 Democrats and 25 Republicans. The Forum for Compromise, as it's described, is committed to putting partisanship aside to find workable solutions and create results. I believe part of this was to sabotage their state's attempt at a single-payer healthcare system, but he doesn't mention that. You know, folks, we need to be a lot more like California. I heard things there <laughs> in the their, their state government are going really well, um, <laughs> and there's really no problems there. It's really a utopia. Um, I think we need to be just like them, and I think a really good way to get, uh, you know, normal, everyday uh, Iowans on your side is to be like, hey, we need to be like California. <laughs> People love that. I have a cousin who says that he'd never moved to California because they have, quote, too many laws. (laughs) I have a cousin like that as well. I can't disagree. (laughs) Yeah. We're all related, actually. (laughs) I love getting those stickers on any any product that says, like, this product contains chemicals that are known to cause cancer to the state of California. (laughs) 
not the, to anyone the, the, else. The problem with those that I have is it's like, well, they cause cancer everywhere. Yeah. Just yeah, California yeah. makes them disclose it. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of the boy who cried wolf. If everything's like that, you're like, right. ah, fuck it. And then it becomes a joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, within the walls of government, like, compromise and, like, coalition building is important. But it's like, you can't do that when, like, they, they're not negotiating. Like, the Republican Party is not fucking negotiating <laughs> with you. It's like, it's like what they say about trying to negotiate with like fucking terrorists or whatever like yeah and uh coalitions make more sense when there's like multiple yeah groups who all there's some some like ideological diversity instead of what we have which is yeah. just two giant parties that represent pretty much the same people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could probably draw a line to like all the AOC uproar that's going on right now. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know, it's it's complicated for sure. That's like a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's just <laughs> like everyone's just like, either you're a traitor or you're like the perfect representative or whatever. You're a comrade yeah. or you're and a traitor. It's like, no it's either you completely break ties with the Democrats and just completely go on your own and see what happens or like you're a fucking sympathizer like you know it's just it's all very you're black a and secret white. CIA controlled <laughs> mind controlled person because reasons yeah I mean people people really think that about AOC though that she's some sort of if you're agent. if you're an activist on the outside you don't have to fucking compromise on your values ever I mean that's the moral of the story right right but then also like there needs to be outside pressure on people like AOC, but you also can't expect AOC to like not do her job, which involves unfortunately having to like make nice with the fucking Democrats to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you have argue to argue about tactics, but you have to accept that reality and you should have accepted that reality from the beginning and not placed very much hope in one <laughs> member of Congress right, who yeah. seemed like pretty cool, but like, that's not going to be enough to overcome yeah. this fucking blob, you know? Yep, and she's definitely said some pretty uh, igno- pretty yeah, uh, she's like been dumb pretty shit lately. Fucking dumb recently. <laughs> she has been on one. It's been yeah. terrible. But I think there's some like cognitive dissonance with the people who are like super psycho about uh, you know the purity of of everyone, yeah. the purity of your essence. No fluoride, <laughs> but like seriously, about the, about the purity stuff where it's like people aren't pure though. Like the people that you interact yeah. with on a day to day basis are not pure, never will be pure, and to expect that of them, I think, is insane. And so when they project that onto like politicians, you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's all very complicated. But like, I don't know. I just get annoyed. It's like this. It's like the inverse of the hero worship. Like I said, it's like the same thing where people have to uh, like Obama. Because he's like a nice guy or whatever. And yeah. like, obviously, you know, he's smart and he has our best he's interests nice. in mind. But he then seems the like opposite- a nice guy. Yeah. He's Beyonce's friend. <laughs> he shook my hand once. Unironically, I did shake Obama's hand once before he got elected. And he was very nice. <laughs> but then he that. did things in office that were bad. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that like Obama, like, I mean, it's hard to say for certain, like where personally, how bad of a person he is individually. Bad. Bad, for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess different kinds of bad. You mean like to his wife or something? No, no, no. no. Or like... No, I just mean like to what extent his like... There's different types of bad. (laughs) He's bad. I'm just saying it's more complicated than either like... 
every politician is a hero or a fucking traitor. <laughs> like I don't know. I think I think every politician is a traitor. Am I kidding? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's not that they're it's not that they're a traitor. You should never assume that they're on your side ever in the yeah. first place. They yes. can't betray you if they were never yours to begin yes. with. Okay, you should how hate about them I say, from the start. Yes, I say all politicians are untrustworthy because they are serving yeah. not not my interests and they never will be. Because they're politicians. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the thing too. By though. definition. Yeah, it's like they're elected to do a very nasty job. It's kind of <laughs> like where we were talking about the gun thing where, you know, they filled out the form and they, they checked the box. And then after the fact, we're like, hey, you checked the box, you idiot. Uh, you're a goddamn politician. <laughs> okay well we're we're talking about complicated stuff with complicated solutions but i think steve corbin can correct us this isn't actually complicated he has a very simple solution so let me just let me just finish what he has for us some advice uh so he's talking about the california problem solvers caucus among their ideas is to consolidate and reorganize california's 200 state agencies Operate with uh, a two-year no. budget cycle with one year focused on oversight and streamline the legislative process. None of those words are good. <laughs> Doesn't that all just make Consolidate and streamline sense? means mean yeah. cut. Yeah. Again, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I'm thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Like, again, anytime it comes down to the budget, it's, it's about cutting. Both parties. Reform. I'm talking about reform. I don't know how you can read that and not just be super excited, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Streamline. Consolidate. We love it. Get the people going. (laughs) The simpler the government is, the better it will work. (laughs) The less going on, the more good. Over 225 years ago, George Washington called political parties the worst enemy and the ruin of liberty. We're witnessing that in Iowa, aren't we? I wonder which party I think this we're guy's witnessing from. that like countrywide, like worldwide. Over 225 years ago, George Washington owned slaves and lost all of his teeth. We should listen to him. <laughs> and then he tore, tore the teeth out of his slaves and put them in his mouth. <laughs> I right, cannot yeah, emphasize right, yeah. that enough. <laughs> I'd do like, the same thing if I were him. <laughs> oh my god, Alan. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It was it's the time. So... It was the style at the time. It's not so <laughs> black and white, is it? It's... It is absolutely black and white. You can't that. <laughs> it was the style at the time. Exactly. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying it was good. <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be novel if Iowa's legislators would create their own problem solvers caucus? Ask your senator and representative if they are interested in being a member of a bipartisan group and help launch the caucus. If their answer is no, do you really want him or her representing you? Yes. Let's end partisanship <laughs> in Des Moines before it further destroys Iowa. I just like, again, like people have like actual disagreements. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. The actual problems that he identified at the beginning of this article, what were the source of all of those problems? Yeah, yeah every single one. <laughs> all of those were one party causing all the issues it's not the concept of a party that's causing these problems (laughs) it is the republicans doing it. centrism is a disease it's not the idea of belonging to a political party that is passing voter suppression laws or eliminating any requirements for buying a gun it is one group of people Mm -hmm. sometimes i think i need to clarify that the republicans are the most evil scumbags that ever lived like just because we spend most of our time ragging on the Democrats, like fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing though you know? is that 
you can't, I think we're pretty balanced we, on this we, show. Yeah, we <laughs> do both, but it's like... They're bad for different reasons. It's like, I don't expect anything better from Republicans, because they've yeah. consistently shown that they are not capable of anything better. They don't and they're not selling. they're not selling themselves that way. Yeah. You know, Democrats are trying to, you know, you know, have it both ways. ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're fr- frustrating. And that's why, like, you know, we're all reformed liberals or whatever. Maybe. I mean, we're probably still pretty fucking lib. I'm going to give myself a couple <laughs> oh my more God. concussions and then How we'll see you. what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, that's what's so frustrating is just the fucking like hypocrisy where it's like they say that they want better things, but like in practice, they don't. Like, they really don't. Yeah, when the opportunity comes, it's like, no, let's be reasonable now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what do the Republicans it's, think? It's just about managing, you know, it's about, they, they want to be managers. <laughs> what if the Republicans got mad at us? We wouldn't be able to handle They that. don't want to do anything that upsets the status quo. They want to manage the status quo and massage it in a way that makes it more palatable to, like, the fucking bougie people who vote, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so at the end of that, when Steve Corbin suggested contacting our uh, representatives, I did exactly that. I uh, <laughs> I screenshotted that part of the article where he said he wanted a problem solvers caucus in the Iowa legislature. Uh, I tagged Zach Walls, my state senator, because he's a hip, <laughs> hip millennial. I figured he'd yeah. probably actually look at it. He's the Senate minority leader, man. Exactly. Like he's my state senator. He also has a lot of power in the legislature. And I said, hey, uh, I tagged him. I said, Zach Walls, please do not do this. (laughs) (laughs) And he replied. He said, we've got a bipartisan, quote, future caucus of millennial lawmakers, but we've got a pretty narrow focus on population growth and brain drain. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, there's there's it's a value neutral thing, population growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean there's, it's that's not loaded at all. <laughs> I do yeah, think I, it's good that uh, it's not just a broad problem solvers caucus. I don't know if bipartisan solutions with the Republican Party of Iowa is really gonna solve brain drain in Iowa. <laughs> you know what that is. It's just like tax incentives and shit. Or it, or it's like shitty marketing campaigns to like mm-hmm. try to get uh oh you know what if you're a young millennial like this is professional cool. class person then like i'm actually really a great place to start your family you yeah, know it's them. really cheap here it's yeah, really cheap them. here i think that's really the only thing that we got now is it's really cheap here <laughs> and again <laughs> yeah. that's not about actually serving iowa citizens that's about trying to fucking draw in people from other states to move here so right. inject money from elsewhere <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but also, I mean, the the reason I said that is because, I mean, the Republicans are actively destroying Iowa's education system. Right. So, yeah. I mean, the, the idea of someone like going to college here and then just staying, like that's going away because they're defunding the state universities and eliminating yeah. tenure. So no one's going to want to teach there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're pretty much telling young people. Uh, please fuck off. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think that you're going to find a lot of bipartisan solutions in that area. The good news is, uh, you know, they'll probably win in 2022. Dem or Republicans, whatever. They're the same thing. <laughs> I am going to keep my brain here. I'm sorry. You cannot push me out of this state. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot drain my brain. <laughs> yeah. My non-college degree having ass is going to stay here. And it's going to be a brain I'm going to make jar. the best of it. Jokes on you, I'm not going anywhere, and I'm a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brain's already drained, baby. 
Yeah, I, I never drink. went to college either. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I'm sorry. I'm not ambitious enough. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. I'm sorry. I'm just not ambitious enough. So, like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to probably still keep saying shit on the podcast. And <laughs> maybe it'll make a difference at some point. It, probably not. Dude. It does, though, like, because Alan is a big reason that I got, like, radicalized because he said mean stuff to me and hurt my feelings about <laughs> what I was talking about, how the ACA was good and he was mean and it worked. And that's why I was mean. This podcast is important. I think I think really what did it for me was just uh, yelling at you about Hamilton specifically. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton specifically drives me insane. So um, it should, but the music is really good. Okay, but yeah, the the like, yeah. It's, I know. Don't listen I know. to Alan about music. He's wrong. He's always wrong. I, I don't know I if he's agree. wrong in this case. The the cultural well, impact, like the evilness clock, of clock. it, can't be over like overstated. But I just whatever. This was listen. I that. understand, but just look yourself in the mirror and remember that you're defending Hamilton. And I just can't. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I defended Hamilton like five years ago when we had that argument. I am not defending it now. And now look where we're at. <laughs> I was wrong, and you were right five years ago, and now I'm right now. <laughs> Always. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh. I'm bullying online again. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> well, with that, I think we've we've covered a nice little spread of Iowa bullshit. <laughs> I, I do have a correction. Um, oh, okay. There are more questions on the ATF for forty four seventy three. Yeah, uh, inclu- including yeah. my favorite. Uh, have you ever renounced your United States citizenship? <laughs> <laughs> Like officially, or, or like, <laughs> that's I, just a I question. Declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever done it, uh, then you can't buy a gun. I'm renouncing it right now. If does I this tweeted count? "Death to America," does that qualify? <laughs> See, yeah. I don't know. It just says, "Have you ever renounced your United States citizenship?" I'm and it's a yes or no it question. Right now, and now I can't get. Yeah, now you're doomed. There's no like elaborate place you could you can no. fill in. No, and then <laughs> then there's just, are you an illegal alien? Like, are you an Alien admitted under a uh, non-immigrant visa. Uh, if you have, blah blah blah. There's some other questions. It's unimportant. Point is, real easy. Don't worry about it. Just mark no on all of them. <laughs> well, there is some yeses. You, you oh, okay. just just takes have some discretion. <laughs> just think, what do I need to say for this person to give me a gun? And <laughs> just choose that answer. Uh, so apparently, yeah. renunciation is an actual process, and you have to sign it legally. Oath. <laughs> Answer the questions truthfully. <laughs> Wink. Anyway, that's all. Uh, that's it. Good night, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good night. Uh, Alan is now in charge, and that was the end of the show right there. <laughs> it ended five seconds ago. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for draining your brains with us. Uh, do we need to say anything else? The Slipknot episode is out. If you weren't aware, it's up on our Patreon. It's pretty I don't know good. How people I think. can listen to that garbage. I, not the episode. <laughs> Slipknot. See again. Don't listen to Alan's opinions about music. <laughs> Even if Natalie agrees with him on this one. Wait, maybe I was talking about the podcast. I okay. I agree with him on this one, but I don't. I don't endorse how you're mean. It's not garbage. <laughs> I just don't like it. Uh, I'm sorry in advance. I'm extremely problematic. Uh, good night. I'm just saying, Alan's taste has not changed at all since high school. 
He still likes the same shit. About anything ever. You mm-hmm. like rap music that sounds like it was produced in the 80s, even if it came out in 2020? <laughs> people people were, you know, posting all that stuff about Spotify, um, you know, and what they listened on Spotify. Yeah. And all I listened to is MF Doom on Spotify. That's it. Yeah. I mean, nothing, obviously nothing wrong with MF Doom, but it's just funny. If I send you anything that has like anything that's like kind of a, you know, like modern no, sounding beat. Uh, Evan, yeah. please don't. Just um, don't this even. wasn't composed on an 808 drum machine. I don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> Alan's yeah. a fucking backpacker, dude. <laughs> backpacker Alan. <laughs> I don't know uh, what that means, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm for it. Well, that's what you are, so. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, that's all. See ya. All right, good night. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs>